Welcome to the She Illuminates the World podcast. This is your host, Jocelyn Resnick. This podcast is for mission-driven women and rising leaders who are ready to shine their light and play big in the world. Welcome back to the She Illuminates the World podcast. I am here with Jen Coletti, who is an astrologer at Soul Space Astrology, and I am so excited to dive into birth charts and some moon and rising. So Jen, I'm going to have you just take it away and tell everyone who you are, what you do, and how you found this work that is just so incredible. And it's honestly been life-changing for me. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, So hi, everybody. Um, I'm Jennifer Coletti, and I run Soul Space Astrology, um, an astrology practice where I provide birth chart readings for people um, in person here in New York or online for the rest of the global community. And, and I'm so excited to be here with you, Jocelyn. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm, I'm excited to get in um, and just start learning more about everything that you do. And I think our audience is also really excited. And I know astrology has gotten bigger, especially during the pandemic. So why don't we just start with what is a birth chart? for people who don't know who are like totally unexposed to this. Yeah. So, um, so let me just start. I have to tell you before, before I get into the birth chart, I just want to tell you how excited I was when I, um, when I, when you asked me to participate in the podcast and I had a deeper look at, you know, the, the, the topics that, that you're focused on, I was like, wow, this is exactly where I'm at right now. And so I just want to give a nod to that because it's that whole thing of like divine timing, universal timing, um, because this whole idea of, um, you know, how we are as, as women, as, as, as people living in this patriarchal world and, you know, and how we come out of that is just like a really profound topic that's, that's hitting my life right now. And, and actually it ties in really well to, um, how I got into astrology. So, um, I could maybe tell you about that later now, but I just yeah, tell to- us now, how did you get into astrology? Okay. So I think, you know, for me, it's been, it's been such a process. Um, you know, when you talk about like in your, in your promo, right. You, you have this, this piece about the podcast being for mis- mission driven women. See, I'm, I'm reading right now. It's mission driven <laughs> women who want to shine their light, play big in the world. So if you're fed up with the status quo, sick and tired of feeling unfulfilled, done with living paycheck to paycheck, struggling to feel confident in your body, which I'm sure we, most of us are after the pandemic, this podcast is for you. And then you talked about how you chat with guests about how to work through the patriarchal conditioning so that you can step into your power. And whoa, like I got chills right now as I'm reading that, because that is exactly how I came to astrology. That is exactly why I'm doing this. And, and so I really just want to share a little bit about my, my thoughts on it, because as I was preparing for this podcast, it, it became almost like a, like a therapeutic thing for me. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm at that place and I'm guessing that a lot of your listeners are also in that place. Um, you know, right. You're, this is your tribe. These are the people that are attracted to you. So I'm really feeling like I'm in the right place with the right people. Um, you know, for me, I would say working through this patriarchal conditioning is such a process. 
And astrology, I found is a tool to help us not only cope, but actually thrive as we're like deconditioning from, from the years of, of, you know, of what we're raised with. Um, so for me, astrology, along with meditation, chakra strengthening yoga, and, and all the other metaphysical goodness, you know, all the stuff that we do crystals and, you know, and all that really helped me. It, it opened my eyes to the patriarchal paradigm that I've been living in. Um, and I was really unaware I was asleep, right? Right. I, I was asleep and, 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 you know, together, all of these things, bit by bit, the astrology, the meditation, a lot of chakra strengthening gave me the strength to kind of move out of that. And, and for me, the first piece was awareness, right? So how I'd let my light be dimmed, right? How I, I had silenced my own voice to, to keep the peace, whether it was at work or with family, with family members, for sure, with friendships in people that I thought were like the closest friends to me and even with my marriage. Mm-hmm. So I think the thing about astrology that I want to share, you know, before I getting into the nuts and bolts of it is that what it does is it connects us more deeply to our soul's path, you know? So that's, that's the entire point of it. Um, yeah, I'll talk about that in a, a little bit more depth because it's one of the things I wanted to share, but But the thing about connecting with embracing and eventually owning our own power, that's, that's our soul's will. And, and our soul is only going to let us go on for so long before it forces us out of that conditioning. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I think that that's the beauty of astrology. Right. And, um, I know for a fact that I would not have been able to build this business without astrology and the energy work. Because there are days where you're like, what the fuck is going on? And you're like, I don't like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to turn. And then you have to tap into a greater purpose and faith and tap back into your body. And, and it, that's what keeps you going. Like I would have totally spiraled by now if I didn't have that connection to my birth chart, to a higher power, um, and to the energy work, I, I don't even know <laughs> where I, I would still be in. a. I mean, I am still in patriarchal conditioning because it's so deep. I don't want to say I'm like completely enlightened because that's a lie, but I'm way further ahead now than I, when I first started. Yeah. And it's a journey. That's what I said. It's like deconditioning, you know? So, right. so that's why I'm really, um, pleased to be here to talk with you about, about how astrology can, can, can help us on that path. So maybe I'll just elaborate a little bit more, um, on, on how astrology connects us with our soul's path. Cause I don't know that everybody is really yeah. aware of the power, you know, that, right. it, that it then, actually. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about that. And then maybe a little bit of like, what is the birth chart? Definitely. Definitely. So, um, so at the moment I'm working with a style of astrology called evolutionary astrology. And this is very much rooted in the idea that our birth chart is a map or a guide of our soul's desired path for this lifetime. Um, so, you know, through my study of astrology, I've become really aligned with ideas of reincarnation. Um, and that each lifetime provides us with an opportunity for our soul to evolve. And that actually we're the architect of our own path like literally that we created our experience before we incarnate into human form. Um, and that's really represented in the birth chart. Um, and so, and, you know, the more I work with clients, the more I realize how accurate 
it, it is and what a powerful tool the birth chart can be to help people on their spiritual journey. I mean, yeah, I, it's, it's really profound. And so, you know, so that's really what I think the birth chart is in a nutshell. It's, it's a map of, okay. So, you know, the formal sort of answer to that question is, um, it's a, it's a snapshot of the planetary positions in the sky at the very moment that you were born, um, related to the place on earth that you were born. Um, and so the idea is that, um, the way that the planets are configured in this, you know, particular arrangement that, that is visible on your birth chart, um, helps to make up, um, the dynamics and the characteristics of who we are as individuals. Yeah, absolutely. And so a lot of people probably hear about the sun, the moon, and the rising. So yeah. let's, let's break those down. So let's start with the sun. What is, most of us are familiar with our sun sign. Um, Jen and I are both Virgos. So let's, what is the sun? What does that mean? Um, yeah, let's start there. Yeah. So, you know, it's great too. And I think that so many people like before the pandemic, how many people really knew what their moon and rising signs were, right? No, like, I didn't know. Yeah. I just <laughs> learned recently. <laughs> it's great because all of these apps now have made it so much more accessible to people. And so, you know, when I was growing up, it was just your sun sign. That was like, we would read the horoscope yeah. your, and it was your sun sign. And that was it. And now, you know, when I talk to people, everybody's like, oh yeah, what's your sun moon rising? And I think it's so great because it also, it's that like elevating of consciousness of people that it's not just one thing. It's not just our horoscope, right. That it can be so much more. And I feel like the more that people delve into, oh, the moon and the rising, like, what is this? They, they, it's like a portal into understanding who you are at a deeper level. Right. So, so the sun is really, um, you know, although it's now that people are getting more um, accustomed to all these different facets of their astrological makeup and their birth chart, um, you know, I do want to stress that the sun is still super important, right? It is the, it's sort of the center of, of the chart. It's the center of our life. In our chart, it represents, um, you know, who we are, our personality, um, and then the sign that it's in give sort of um, different flavors for what that looks like and what makes us individual and unique. But the sun really has so much to say. So when I'm doing a reading for somebody, I do spend a good time uh, talking with them about the sun and all of the different characteristics related to the sun sign, because it's um, really part of the driving force within our lives. So when we're living out, um, you know, positively in accordance with our sun sign, um, you know, we're, we're, we're just coming closer to our life's purpose. We're living, we're living uh, happier, more joyful lives. So um, I would say it's the, it's our person. It represents our personality. It represents who we are. And it has a lot to say about um, the direction that we're going in this lifetime. Amazing. Then, yeah. yeah. So that, that's just the sign, <laughs> yeah. right? Right. Um, and then you asked about the moon and the rising as well. Yeah. So the moon is so beautiful and I have connected so deeply with my moon. Um, I think the moon is such a wonderful, it gives almost equal insight into a person um, as they're looking to connect with their self, like really having, I think on the inside, right? When I think about the sun, we think about a little bit about like what drives us and how we show up and, you know, externally, and there's some overlap with the ascendant there, but the moon is really um, like the core of us, right? Our inner emotions, like what's, what's beneath the surface when we close our eyes and we're, and we're focused within. Um, 
there's a lot of correlation to our emotional health, um, our relationship uh, with maternal figures. It's that sort of motherly part, divine feminine, the motherly part of ourselves. Um, and it really is, um, you know, connecting to your moon sign is, is another way to really deeply connect with yourself. That's almost gives a very different uh, depth than, than the sun does. I have to say it's funny because I am um, Virgo sun and Pisces moon. And there's a really interesting, and, and I was born on a full moon. So there's a, they're actually um, opposing each other in my chart. And there's a really interesting balance that I've been working with in my life around um, the balancing the analytical part of the, you know, the Virgo part of yeah. me with my son, yeah. which so clearly comes through, right? Let me talk about like, I have to prepare ridiculously for everything. Um, and then the, the moon, right? Which is in Pisces, which is the opposite really, um, where it's really this like intuitive, um, introspective, you know, Great. Fine. And so I'm always trying to balance like, you know, the analytical with the intuitive. And I think that's, you know, I think I'm starting to really come to, um, like we would say in astrology, a conjunction with that as opposed to an opposition. And, um, and it's helping me live in more balance. So the, the message, the reason that I share that is for people just as like a little, a little hint or something to think about when you're working with astrology is looking at what might seem to be um, opposing or competitive themes in your chart and thinking about how to, how to bring them into closer alignment, which will ultimately bring more peace into your life. Yeah. I'm actually, before we get to rising, I'm just curious, what is your rising sign? Libra. <laughs> okay. Cause I ask because I'm a Virgo sun and I'm a Pisces rising. So not Pisces, um, moon, but Pisces rising. And then I'm an Aries moon and it's, um, it's really interesting because I had a really hard time understanding the Virgo until recently because I never identified as like an analytical person because I'm more, I don't know, I'm very intuitive and I'm action oriented and I just, I couldn't understand the Virgo until I saw the, the moon and the rising. And then when I saw the moon and the rising, it made complete sense to me of like, I feel things, which is very Pisces and I'm imaginative and intuitive. Um, but I am also very, very hard on myself and analytical and I overthink everything. And so I have that Virgo energy and, and I put it through a filter. And then the Aries is like the energetic action oriented, like part of me. And it, when I, when I heard it that way, I'll, it clicked. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> there we go. But that's why it's so important to look at the whole chart, not just the sun sign, because there's so much more going on. Yeah. Yeah. And so I wonder as you're talking, which one, like between the Pisces rising, the Virgo sun and the Aries moon, do you feel a particular, um, do you feel that you embody all three or do you really feel like much more aligned with one specific? No, I, I am all three. Yeah, I feel all three very deeply. I mean, when I was a kid, I, I, I mean, I've always felt everything. I was super sensitive and I was also extremely imaginative. I would zone out in class 
And the teachers would like, they thought something was wrong and they would like make fun of me of, oh, Jocelyn's going to a better place. I'm like, no, I'm bored to death. And like this reading class, it's not interesting at all. And so I would start daydreaming and, and now I'm like, I was manifesting, like what the hell? Um, but always very sensitive, sense, yeah, sensitive. And then I, um, I am very hard on myself and I do overthink and I, I mean, and, and Virgo is also very communicative and I, that is me absolutely, but I'm also bold and I take action. Like I, if you know me, like I get shit done and I activate and I do it fast and that's the Aries. And I think like, I really identify with all three. I think I also have two other planets in Virgo, but I, I really do feel like I am the embodiment of all three signs. Yeah. You know, and, and for me as well, I mean, I think that's, I wonder for your listeners as well, I don't know if they they'll like be able to comment at some point, but I, I would be curious to hear from them as well, if they felt the same, because I had the same experience, right. When I learned that I was Pisces moon, oh my God, it all made sense, right? Like I have very much um, connected and I identify with my Virgo son. Right, Absolutely. Right. But that didn't speak to this intuitive side of me. And once I knew that, once I saw, I said Pisces moon, oh my God, I almost named soul space astrology Pisces moon instead, because okay. it felt so, it was so validating for me. I, you know, again, I have chills. It just, it was, it gave me permission actually to tap into that part of myself that I kind of knew was there, but didn't really, you know, wasn't sure if I was just being crazy or whatever. Because again, in this in this society that we're raised in, right, this the patriarchal society, we're not taught to um, to value those parts of ourselves, right? Yeah. And so, for me, I think it's really profound when you get to see when you when you start to dig into the chart and you and you learn about the right the 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 moon and the ascended. They're 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 major players, but just to say, can you imagine, right? For those people who haven't had a birth chart done, can you imagine if you felt that connection? deeper connection to yourself after learning your, your rising sign and your, and your moon in, in addition to your sun, what it would feel like to understand all of the planets and all of the places yeah, right. in your chart, right? There's so much depth there. Um, this is like the very beginning. <laughs> like we're like, I keep on saying on a lot of these episodes, I'm like, we are scratching the surface. Yeah. Yeah. I could do an entire podcast on astrology and planets. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you feel free to have me on anytime. I love to talk about it. Um, but so then just to get back to your, the piece on the ascendant, just to round it out, um, you know, so, so, so they say that the ascendant is the face that you show to the world, right? Like if you're at a party or you're just meeting somebody for the first time, that's sort of the energy that people tap into. Um, you know, and I, I, you know, I don't know. I think I still have a hard time with that generalization, I mean, I know that's what astrologers say, and I know that that's like what the, what the books say, and that's what we learn. Um, but I don't know. I, I think I still have a ways to go into really connecting with that, you know, for me, and maybe it's because of my personal experience. Maybe for me, I felt so much more aligned with, with my sun and my moon. And, you know, I don't know when I talk to people, I feel like they're, you know, most people are pretty much, you know, on the surface is what you see, what you get. So I think there's some, you know, I, obviously there's truth to it. Um, I think as an astrologer, I'm still struggling a little bit with the ascendant. Um, Mm -hmm. 
And I don't know that I have found a way to, to talk about it that feels genuine or authentic to me at this point. Um, I definitely agree that um, it's a part. So the fact that I have Libra rising makes absolute sense to me, right? Like I love um, beauty, art, culture. I worked in museums for a long time. Um, you know, I'm an artist myself. The sort of um, all of the, the things that come with Libra really resonate for me. Do people see that when they first meet me? I don't know. Um, I think it's a, an important component of who I am. Mm -hmm. um, but let's say TBD on that. Like, I'd like to come back on another episode and see where, I, where I've landed on that. Because I, yeah. I think it's a bit simplistic to, to, to describe the Ascendant as like the face we show to the world, I think is too simplistic. I think it needs I to survive. I agree. Yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily think I'm like Pisces. That's how I present. Uh, and it also depends on the environment. I feel like if I'm at a networking event, people are going to see more Aries than me. Um, yeah. On yeah. The it's the different, it's the, the Virgo. I don't know. It's the look, it's the different faces that we show to the, to, to the different audiences, right? right. Like, you know, when I'm coaching, yeah, like when I'm coaching, I'm going to be in the Pisces probably because that's the intuitive part of me. So I, yeah, I agree. I think it's not so black and white. Okay. So how has this helped you? Like, how would you say knowing your birth chart has helped you personally? Oh, whew, that's deep. That's a good question. <laughs> that's, that's really deep. So, um, it has been so empowering for me in my life. Um, you know, I, I really, um, let's see. So to get real personal, I experienced a very devastating, um, I, I guess it would be the, the dark night of the soul, right? Like I, I was experiencing my dark night of the soul after my divorce. Um, and I, at that point, you know, I had known a little bit about astrology, but I wasn't as deep as I, in, I am into it now. Um, and I had a reading with a, with somebody who I, I ended up studying with. Um, and he explained to me that during the time of my divorce, um, Uranus was transiting my seventh house of, mm -hmm. of marriage. And I thought to myself, wow, wow. When I started to understand, um, that Uranus is a, a, dis a disruptor, right? And it, when it comes up in our life, it forces us to, um, to look at things and, and things shift and we need to, 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 to use tools, new tools in, a, in the toolbox, right? And so it gave me, again, it was just extremely validating because this was a very, very difficult time in my life. And it was hard to make sense of what was happening. You know, sometimes when we're in that dark night of the soul for anybody that's been there, um, you're in it and you just, you know, you can't necessarily see, um, clearly. And so that was such a turning moment for me that made me realize that I, I'm not alone, right. That this is actually something that everybody goes through as part of the cycles of life. Um, and so that brought a tremendous amount of peace for me. And that's why that was really the, the, the moment that I said, okay, I need to do this. I need to bring this to other people because this can help, right? We spend so much time on other wellness, um, 
you know, modalities, right? Yoga and all these things, these metaphysical things, Reiki, um, crystal healing, and, and they're wonderful. They're absolutely wonderful. But what I'm doing right now is, you know, looking at what I'm, what I'm sharing with the world is astrology as, as self-care, right. As, as almost like a, an additional modality for, for self-help, um, because of that, that experience that I had, that, that validation, that understanding that like all of the therapy, I've been in therapy my whole life, mm-hmm. didn't give me the, the peace that I got when I realized what is happening to me in, in, in my marriage and my relationship and the dissolution okay. of, of my marriage, right. That the sort of, you know, moment, um, of this, of this transit was, you know, not my fault, you know, I mean, of course we have to look at ourselves and our actions, but it, there was a bigger, um, pattern at play. Um, and so I, I think that's just one example of how astrology can help to what is meant for me, um, Mm -hmm. and how it can empower others. Right. When, when I work with clients who are having, um, really profound moments and shifts in their lives, and I can see that represented in their charts. Um, first of all, it's very moving, you know, and I, and I feel a I'm humbled always when those moments happen because I feel like I'm getting to be a part of the person's life um, in a very like personal way um, by being aware of these transits um, and being aware of the stories and the struggles that they're going through. Um, and then being able to kind of show them that this is part of a bigger, um, it's bigger than them. And even that, you know, perhaps if we look at it from a karmic perspective, from a, the, the idea of reincarnation, um, as I said earlier, and the idea that the birth chart is the map that we put into play for ourselves, then, Hey, wow, that gives you a minute to step back and say, did I maybe have a hand in this? Right. Did, was it part of my soul's journey to experience these hardships so that, or these challenges or these really dark moments in my life so that I could grow so that my soul could evolve. Right. When you look at the challenges and the hardships, the pain from that perspective, somehow it makes it worthwhile, mm-hmm. right? Somehow it, it, it gives you, it's empowering right. and, it, and, it, and it helps you to, to cope in a very different way and grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you realize it's, it's bigger than yourself. And there's a lesson too, I think. And and now I'm like, I'm sitting here and I'm so curious what was going on in the cosmos when I was like, when I quit my, my job in higher ed, like when I started my business, because I feel like there was probably something, something happening, um, but I wasn't aware uh, of the astrology at at that time. At that time. And you, and we could go back, right? So we could go back and look at your chart on at that, 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 at that time. And, and we could analyze what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, one thing I would share for people who are interested in having their birth chart done, or maybe have never done it before. Um, what I would say is when you're working with an astrologer, don't go in with the mindset of like, oh, okay. This is like when you go into a fortune teller and, you know, you're like, I'm not going to say anything. I want, I want to see if they know, you know, don't go into it with that, um, thinking it's not fortune telling. Um, it's, there is some divination to it, but that's more on the intuitive side. 
the, the best way to approach it is to go in with an open heart, right? Go in with an open mind. If there are particular times in your life or things that are happening, be completely open with the astrologer so that they can sort of have a direction to look in because there's so many things that are represented in a chart and there are so many different ways to interpret those things, right? Like every astrologer may have their own interpretation. And so if you can guide the astrologer and very, you know, clearly in, in what you're interested in knowing and what you're interested in learning about, you're going to get a much better reading. Yeah. So that's a perfect segue into let's talk about birth chart readings, what you do, how you do them, how people can schedule if they're interested. Yeah. Okay. So, um, when somebody reaches out to me, um, and they're interested in having a reading, I, ask them for their, if, if they know the time that they were born. Um, obviously we all know our, most of us know our birthdays um, and the place that they were born. Um, it, I have done readings for many people that don't have a birth time. Um, and I just recently had a client who had been told for many, many years that she couldn't have a birth chart reading because she didn't have her, her birth time. And um, so I kind of was able to dispel that myth for her. Um, so just to say that the reading is a little bit different if we don't have the birth time, but there's still a ton of information that you can get if you're interested and you don't have your birth time. Um, and then I take that information. I have a database, uh, you know, a, a, a private database that I use to run a chart. Now there are many databases online. People can run their own charts. Um, you're going to get some canned responses if you, you know, if you follow sort of, um, you know, what, what gets spit out from the, um, from the online databases. Um, but there's still some good, interesting stuff there. If you want to, you know, if you want to start there. Um, but when you're ready to actually have a consultation, then yeah. So then I'll run your birth chart. I'll talk with you in advance about, um, what you'd like to dig into, what's driving your interest in, in seeing me at this time. Usually people come because they have stuff going on that they want to deal with and they want more insights on. So it's, you know, it's good for me to know what that is. Um, and then, yeah. And then I spend quite a bit of time on every chart. I spent at least a day or two analyzing, um, you know, I hear some astrologers, you know, do, you know, prepare like an hour before a reading or something. I, that's not my approach. I go really deep into the chart. Um, I look at, um, the elemental makeup of the chart. I look at the polarity of the chart. I look at, um, you know, a lot of different aspects. I look at people's transits, their, their major life transits so that I can include those dates and some insights for them on how to cope. One of those being the Uranus opposition that I just talked about, which affected me so profoundly, but there's the Saturn returns that happen, you know, if we're lucky three times in our lives, right so now. you're in it right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's another pod. That's a whole episode right there. Yeah, especially yeah. So just very quickly, Saturn return is in like your very your late twenties when Saturn is orbiting back to where you were born, and it's the planet of adulthood, and it just triggers all this shit that you haven't looked at to force you into becoming an adult. And I'm in it right now, and it's heavy, and especially like doing it during a pandemic too. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's what's happening. And and I, it's funny, whenever I bring up Saturn return, even people that are older than me, they're like, oh, that's what was going on. You see, it's enlightening to know, like, okay, I'm not just like going right, crazy right now. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so I look into those major transits for the person. And then I look at, um, 
any current transits that are happening the day of the reading, just to see if there's anything specific that they might want to be aware of. Um, so usually the reading, I schedule in an, an hour in for a reading, but it always ends up going over. Um, and I can do it online or in person. And uh, and yeah, people, I've been getting some great feedback um, with some recent um, recent readings. I think people are getting really getting a lot out of it. And I think what I hear most is that people are getting a better understanding of their themselves and um, you know their place in the in the as part of the larger cosmos. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a little bit about how the how the process works. And I think it would probably be you know, pretty typical with any other serious astrologer. Yeah. So how do, how can they schedule with you? How can they find out more about you? Yeah. Great. Oh, please follow me on Instagram. Instagram seems to be where I'm, I'm running my business from Instagram. <laughs> um, it's at soulspace.astrology. Um, and, uh, I'm connected with Jocelyn. So if you're, if you're connected with her, you'll see, you'll see me, uh, you'll see us come up when you, um, hit me on Instagram. Um, my website is soulspaceastrology.com. You can send me a message there. You can learn a little bit more about my services, um, but I would love to connect with folks on Instagram too. So please feel free um, to follow me there. Soulspace.astrology. Amazing. And I know there, there's so much more. And as I said before, we're just scratching the surface. So maybe we'll have you back again for another episode. Uh, but thank you so much. And thank you. thank you to everyone for listening. As always, send us your takeaways. We love to hear them. And we will see you in the next episode. If you love what you heard, go ahead and give this podcast a follow. I would love to hear from you. So head on over to Instagram and send me a message at Jocelyn underscore Resnick with all of your ahas, insights, and inspirations. Thanks for listening.